Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 61 of the American Football Cast. We are back after another two weeks, a really quick two weeks. I, th- I thought I thought this period of life was meant to be really slow and calm and everyone's getting bored. I'm the opposite. I, I don't think I've really ever been busier <laughs> between working, yeah. homeschool and stuff around the house and gardening at the weekend. I just, I just don't seem to have any free time at the minute. It's crazy. It's really strange. I, I read something the other day, someone on Twitter saying that the hours are dragging, but the days are flying past. And I really understand. That's how it feels to me in that day to day, it feels like it takes ages to get to lunchtime and ages to get to tea time. But where did April go? It's really strange. <laughs> to, which, to which my reply was, well, good news is payday again. Hooray! <laughs> I think this is the first calendar month in about a year and a half. I've not had to dip into savings a couple of days before payday. <laughs> the joys of not being able to get takeaways and not being able to spend money, fritter away and all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. That's enough of the social leathers for the beginning of this um we are back again uh, as you can hear i'm joined by andrew for another quick rundown on all things nfl um quick off the first thing off the bat um the 2020 nfl draft is uh, going to be in downtown cleveland next no, year 2020 nfl draft is done 2021 next year's <laughs> it's, it's going to be downtown cleveland um which i think had been announced anyway but what wasn't announced until the draft itself last week was that vegas will be getting the 2022 nfl draft which kind of makes sense we kind of talked about it two weeks ago but the fact that um the, the sort of crazy stuff they had planned it was a shame that it was all going to get canned this year um, so it kind of seems quite right and fitting that it is going to Vegas um, for the following year. I think there have been rumblings that Kansas City might have been getting. Kansas City have got it the yeah. year after. Oh, was it 23? Already oh, they announced yes. that as well. So that had Good. already been yeah, announced. In time. Um, yeah, and they just announced the dates of the draft next year. So that's happening from the, I think it's the 29th of April through to the 1st of May next year. So a week later, basically, than, than it was this year. Yeah. Um, that's fine. So that's that's the Cleveland one. So we'll look forward to that in a year's time. We'll speak a bit more about draft later on when we have a quick recap as to what happened um, with us picking. Uh, for those of you that listened last week, you'll know that we uh, we did our annual mock draft. We did. I I think we're probably okay to say pretty good compared to normal. All right. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, anyone who gets what is it? Is it Budweiser to do that ridiculous challenge that if you get all thirty-two right, they give you like a million bucks every year? Because they know something, fine, it's just like there's no chance. Because it won't happen. Yeah, oh, no. It's the easiest competition to get everyone to sign up for in the world. But uh, anyway, compared to and normal, then they can spam you with marketing materials. <laughs> <laughs> Recoup all that money that they're never going to pay out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about uh, talking about the draft, obviously that's kind of the, the one of the biggest main events in the off season. Um, it tends to be post drafts a bit of a quiet period before then training camp would normally pick up in July, and then the season would preseason would be August, season itself starts beginning of September. This year is probably going to be different, but we're not quite sure at the time of recording anyway, what is going to happen. I believe the schedule is due to be released on the 7th of May. Is that right? So they uh, yeah. delayed that because 
obviously usually the the schedule is released before the draft has happened so we've usually got that by now um although Goodell was questioned about that at the start of the draft and he did say that it's something they were moving to anyway they were already planning to move the schedule release until after the draft so this kind of just accelerated something that they were planning to do in future years i don't think they were planning to do it this year um but down the line that is the the order of switch things up their routine a little bit um yeah. so it's just accelerated that by maybe a year or two yeah and, and it makes sense with the, the, there's so much unknown this year so uh are we going to have a season are we going to have one that's uh, shortened that was been the rumblings for a while an article that um a ref listened to read the other day uh, was about starting in October, so about a month after it normally would, but with bye weeks removed and the weekend between the Super Bowl and Championship weekend, normally where the Pro Bowl would be, that week would be cancelled out as well, um, just to go back to back for 20 weeks solid, and it would still end at the end of February. So uh, you had an interesting thought on that, Andrew, didn't you? About 20 weeks solid. Yeah. I just I can't see the NFL Players Association agreeing to that. Considering everything that they've done through the last six years, I want to say probably longer, really since the last CBA shutdown, it's been so more player-centric, I think, the the safety measures that have been brought in. It makes a lot of sense because, I mean, there was kind of massive concussion issues that were... Slowly boiling up, and and that's that. Thankfully, is trending back downwards now. Um, the teams seem to be a little bit more uh, well with the rules that are given to them. The, the, the amount of uh, padded contact that they can have and things like that. It's um, it's for player safety, and it makes more sense that they're doing that. Um, however, you've got this potential prob- bubble. You know, if they do go for the full season with no bye weeks whatsoever, there's going to be a I think a lot more risk involved in this season upcoming yeah definitely so as part of the 17 game season have they got a second bye week in that i can't remember because that was certainly something they were pushing for i don't get a know, second buy or not. i'm not I can't sure remember. yeah i didn't quite get the full but, detail that's next season anyway it wasn't that was yeah, it, the season yeah so the yeah. the expanded playoffs come in this year but the um the 17 game regular season doesn't come in this year um which makes it so so basically there's only going to be one team in either conference who are going to be off on that wild card weekend um the chances of both of them being the teams that make the super bowl actually after a a 16 week back to back season where teams have had to play right through that one week of rest is going to be so important to get that number 1 seed and not have to play on wild card weekend with the other six teams that are in the playoffs it's going to be that could huge. Spell a huge advantage. Do you think that would uh, possibly um, steam? Get my words right. Basically, make teams push to get more wins quicker, so they could give uh, week sixteen at best scenario, but if not week seventeen of the season, give all the starters a rest, and actually use that as their kind of bye week. You know, get get themselves in as best they can. There's always going to be a couple of teams that are fighting for wildcard bursts, but the ones that are in, they maybe won't play so much for seedings and they'll just go, right, this is a rest week so we can give the postseason a really good run. Just play it a little bit different Possibly. this season. Possibly. If you're 
if you're not in the mix for the number one seed, but you're safe in the playoffs, then yeah, I suppose it would make sense to do that. But it's, it's you've got it's whether that that home field advantage on week one is something that they really really care about, or if it's something that they think actually give our starters a rest. That's more important. Allow them to to recuperate. It's maybe another uh, strange anomaly that might happen this year that isn't so prevalent in previous seasons. If if certain teams are kind of running away with the game, maybe they'll start sitting starters a little bit earlier in games than they normally do, rather than just rolling out the second team for the last five minutes or so. Yeah, you maybe. know, if you're if you're if you're so far ahead, if you're three, four, five touchdowns ahead before when the fourth quarter starts, play one series and then just pass it over at that point. Yeah. As long as it's not rest. Pat Mahomes on the other side. Oh, well, true. Yeah, that, that could be. I was thinking more like um, the Baltimore Dolphins game. Was that week one last year where the Baltimore were just absolutely running away with it? It was a yeah. abs- crucifixion. And, I mean, the game was over by half time. It was just, it wasn't even funny. Um, yeah. But they still kept on playing and scoring more points. Maybe that's not quite as mental this season. Yeah, there's lot, lots of things. Take every opportunity they can to give guys a rest if if that is how it pans out that the season is to be played. Yeah. Well, so interesting times. That'll all sort of come to fore over the next... I mean, you'd kind of think the world will be slowly getting back to some semblance of normality. Roundabout when training camp would happen anyway, but whether, whether the NFL could do that in its normal fashion or whether they're going to adapt it somehow... You know, we'll find out. I mean, that's there's two and a half months away yet. You know, yeah. there is a good bit of time for for things to kind of shake out, and um, but it's something to keep a keep an eye on over the next month or so. Um, yeah, what else we got? So <laughs> we article I was reading. Right. So what we're in we're in a period of lockdown. Yeah. Now the NFL is notorious for their players getting arrested. Um, there was this ridiculous <laughs> stat. Um, I really wish I remember the full details and apologies this isn't the whole thing but it was we were talking about it last September and it was something along the lines of this month is the first calendar month in eight and a half years that an NFL player has not been arrested happy days that ended up not being true because somebody got caught <laughs> just before midnight <laughs> for a DUI and, and the streak kept on going but I mean it's like all the time so you think yeah. just now period of lockdown everyone's stuck in their homes here we go we're finally going to break the curse Step up, Brashad Breland. Oh, dear. It, it, it's the list of things that they've got him for. So he's been arrested. It's, Have you read, yeah, you read it? Did you see something, that? isn't it? So resisting arrest. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, resisting arrest. Having alcohol in a motor vehicle with a seal broken. Possessions of 28 grams of marijuana or 10 grams of hash. That's obviously a kind of banded uh, conviction. And the best one, driving without a licence. I mean, you may be at home anyway. What the hell is he doing out in a car? Do you know what makes it even better, or or, or worse, depending on your viewpoint as well, to worse. We have to, we have how to amusing or otherwise this is. <laughs> the NFL have a service where any player, coach, official, owner can get a taxi at no oh. cost at any time. So they do. And they still you just drive. Oh man, it's not even <laughs> funny. Oh dear. So yeah, I I just. I mean, he's getting he's getting a four game ban, no questions asked. I wouldn't be surprised if they chuck uh, a bit it'll be more than that because he was already up for a substance abuse ban before this happened. <laughs> oh, good! They'll sit there already his getting his four games. Oh man! <laughs> and now this is just going to get added to what a nightmare. 
Oh dear, it was just a wee bit of kind of fun or not news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind. So there's always somebody. There'll be somebody else before you know. Next month there'll be someone else. Oh, because uh, there always is. There always is. Can't help it. <laughs> Young kids with money. It's just uh, it just goes bad. The people of wrong crowds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know why, but it is what it is. Um. Jameis Winston has a home. This all happened yeah. since we last recorded as well. He has gone to the New Orleans Saints. And he's going to be QB 2-ish, maybe 3-ish. I would think he would be QB 2. Um, I, th- I don't think they view... I think Taysom Hill views himself as QB 2 in Saints, although he's a... He's a restricted free agent this offseason, so he's not actually signed up yet at Taysom Hill. Um, but Taysom Hill views himself as a potential starting quarterback. I don't think the New Orleans Saints do. Um, he's more the, the gadget type player. And, and I love the way they use him. It is fantastic to watch the Saints and, and when they use Hill because it's exciting. Um, start of this transfer so, and, and I love it. Just how we compare Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. How many touchdown? Pa- how many passes has Taysom Hill completed to Saints players? Seven. And how many passes has Jameis Winston completed to Saints players as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback? Well, see, it should be zero, but it's ten. <laughs> He has thrown more interceptions to the Saints than Taysom Hill has passed to his own teammates. It's just <laughs> ludicrous. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, what a guy. Um, it's a, it's a one-year, $1.1 million deal. I mean, there's no money in this at all. This is completely risk-free for the Saints. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then that's Winston's time in the league done. Oh yeah, there's there's no way he's get about. I say there's no way. Um, it would be highly, highly unlikely if he does nothing with the Saints this year that he gets another kick around the, you know, tagged yeah. by someone else. Um, unless, and, yeah, unless, I mean, unless they're taking them on for this kind of money again, and someone just goes, right, here's a way to fiddle the salary cap a bit. We don't really need a backup quarterback, but we probably should have one. Let's bung Winston on the roster, yeah. and then we can divert ten million to someone else. <laughs> Yeah, I think is Jameis Winston a potential argument for having a feeder league. He's started at a franchise. He's shown potential, but he clearly has some flaws in his game, where he just throws interceptions. <laughs> um, I a mean, it could be it could be that it's it's this issue that he's had with his eyes, which he's now got fixed. Because I think he was, but, the, but le- legitimately, I think he was legally blind. And <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, uh, I need to, right, pass the ball. Go, just throw it. Yes, yeah, fine. Dan. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. It's all good. Go on for the W. E the W. E the W. It's, he'd be loving it. And then it's like all of a sudden, five years in, yeah, I can't really see where I'm throwing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my eyes fixed, and then all of a sudden the team that haven't come. So, <laughs> like, oh my God, so that, that says that his ar- his actual arm talent must be outrageous if he's able to throw thirty <laughs> touchdowns without being able to see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I think a lot of that's to do with the um, the receivers he had at Tampa Bay, <laughs> being able to go up and get any ball to help him out. Oh, yeah, but dear. the point I'm trying to make here is he's Tampa done with them. Um, he's onto the scrap heap. Yes, the Saints have picked him up, but would he not? He would he not be an example of a player that would be better served going and playing in a feeder league? And being able to prove that uh, and work on these flaws, uh, it might it legitimately be that his eyes are better and therefore he can now be, play at a higher level. Um, but he could go play at a slightly lesser level, work on his flaws, and then come back. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. no, no. It, it makes it. Make, yeah, it's actually it's it's a very good point, and I think it's something that the NFL have tried. They tried themselves. Obviously, NFL Europe, I think, was the best example of that they've done in. Yeah. I just want to say recent memory. I mean, I was going back a while but that league worked quite well in Europe and, and for a really long period of time um, since Warner, the, for example well, as someone who went to NFL Europe came back had a Hall of Fame career yeah I mean he, he's the prototypical best example of when it works why it works and, and yep. what it's good for um, so they've tried a couple of times to uh, get things running recently. So they had the AEF, the Alliance of American Football. Yep. Full title, yes. That started off, everything was going great for a couple of weeks. Then the person that owned the league sold it, did he not? He had a bit of a Something flaky. Something like that, really yeah. crazy went on. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, what's going on here? But the league carried on for a couple more weeks. And it got to about week six or seven. And it was just like, nah, the league's bankrupt, game over. And all the teams folded. They didn't even complete the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what on earth happened here? Just there uh, one day, gone the next. Oh, it was, yeah, it was not good. Um, so a couple of players did then catch on with, with squads last year off the back of that. Um, so it was an idea. It was thought, and then uh, big, big Vince McMahon, he had been touting bringing back the XFL from a long while ago. Uh, I want to say that's probably about a good decade, 12 years it was on the go last. There was also something called the Arena League back then as well, which was kind of a very sort of, I want to say, um, small-scale NFL. It was kind of done mainly in indoor um, ice hockey arenas type things. Small, small, you know, you could basically just bomb a touchdown from your own end zone to the other side if you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching a bit of that just as I kind of got back into NFL. Um, uh, just highlights and whatnot. Nothing, not like full games or anything. So there was probably some really crazy rules and whatnot. Uh, so XFL was back, and then of course, obviously, world events kind of got in the way, and then that's all been uh, kiboshed. The season was wrapped up, and they've been declared bankrupt to the point that um, I think Vince has just basically, you know, put it in administration, letting it either disappear or someone may decide to buy it and relaunch next year. However. I would my gut feeling is that looks kind of unlikely. Um, so that just leaves you with the, the the only inverted commas tried and tested approach at the moment, which is to go up to Canada. Yep. Uh, I, actually, I don't know what's happening with them. This normally they would be they would be back by now, starting their training camps because their season starts early June, end of May. Well, uh, yeah, would certainly be looking at their their off season. So yeah, that's an interesting point. And, I don't know what's happening with their season this year. Didn't, I didn't think about that until I just until like right now, really thinking that they should be back already in terms of uh, preseason or 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 just even training camp or whatnot. That's obviously not happening. 
Um, so that's a bit of a route that some players have. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, is he? He's certainly young enough that if it doesn't work out this year, he could go and try his um, try his hand up in Canada. Whether he would want to, mm, who knows? I mean, he's made some money. You know, his his rookie yeah. contract is decent enough, um, and he's got and he had his fifth year option pick up. But so that would have been a good what 15 17 mil or something for the one year yeah uh, it was um i think it was more than that i think it was about 23 or something like that Ooh, nice um yeah uh, it was because it was that franchise tag money his his option uh, yeah right 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 aye, so uh, yeah money. which yeah a quarterback would have been decent so so it's not like he's you know he's not got money to just retire and do what he wants so yeah something to keep an eye on you know, we, we we've given him a we've given him a pretty hard ride on this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's been a, he's been a good. Uh, you mean he's, he's not a, a top ten quarterback? Oh, <laughs> don't, don't Where did I think I would maybe? Where was I trying to boot him? Somewhere between fifteen and twelve, I think. At the time, I was making. Yep. I, I would just throw threw the thing out there without even thinking about it. And, and then we I think we named the other football. thirty-one starting quarterbacks and decided they were all better than him. <laughs> there was only an argument over one or two maybe yeah <laughs> i was like okay yeah so at best 28th <laughs> and that was because the other ones were untested all the rookies coming out <laughs> oh, right are we going to talk about this draft or not <laughs> yeah we're getting we're, we're like way over halfway through what our normal recording time would be so we did our uh draft uh, two weeks, well, two weeks ago in terms of recording time. Um, the real draft came out last week. Everything's kind of organised. People have gone to their new teams in theory, as in rights, not actually physically moving around the country. But uh, people yeah. have been picked. People's teams have been reshaped. New uh, hopes have been threaded into some of the teams that they haven't done very well for the last few few seasons. And here we go again. So. Um, you you've got the draft tracker sitting up. So how you. did we do? Yes. So bear in, in mind, we normally of... get two about one or two right is about our going rate. <laughs> yeah, I mean we were quite fortunate in that the top three was nailed on. <laughs> Everyone uh, yeah. knew where the top three picks were going. So number one, Joe Burrow. Everyone saw it was happening months ago. Number two, best player in the draft, Chase Young, Washington Redskins. Easy pick, great pick. And then three, Jeffrey Okuda to the Lions, probably the, the next, the second best player in the draft. Yep. Then, Another really uh, easy pick for them. I think we then kind of got, I, w- I say we, we've got, we got pretty close on four, five, and six. So uh, fourth was the Giants, and we, we kind of were fairly sure they were going to take a tackle. So yep. it was me on the clock, and I went with uh, Mickey Beckton. I it turned out being I'm a Kai Beckton. That's it. I it turned out being Andrew Thomas. Now there was no real right or wrong answer when it came to the the, the four, the top four offensive linemen who were all off the board by twelve. Was it? I think the lowest went thirteen. Um, yes, because the box traded up one. Did. Yeah. To pick up Worfs, didn't Worfs. they? Yeah, no? just to make sure they got him. Yeah, it was Worfs. You're right. Yep. It was Worfs. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just in case anyone decided to jump in front of them and and steal them away, they just decided to flick between the 49ers, jump up one place and and, and take them off the board. Um, so I don't think there's a huge amount of, I know we talked about this a lot last week, difference between the, the four in terms of 
if you pick any of them, you should be okay with where you've gone. Um, a lot of rumblings that maybe Thomas was this was very safe. Out of yeah. Not so they think inspiring. of the four, Thomas is the most complete at the moment. He's probably got the lowest ceiling and the highest floor, I think. Yes. Um, Becton was the opposite in that he had the lowest floor, but definitely the highest ceiling. Um, and the other two were somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about the Thomas pick. I would like them to have taken a bit of a risk, I think. For me, Worfs and Wills were the, the two that I would have gone with first. Probably mm. Worfs, Wills, then toss of a coin between Becton and Thomas. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, we got the position right. And I think when you're mock drafting, if you get the position right, then you're in a good place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's good for the Giants. We talked about they needed that help anyway, certainly with uh, giving Saquon and Daniel Jones as much help as possible. It was a fairly obvious pick in terms of positions, so um, that worked out quite well. On to five and six. We got the quarterbacks right. We just got them in the wrong order. (laughs) I mean, everyone knew that these two quarterbacks were probably going to go at five and six. It was whether the Dolphins wanted to, to take Tua and risk that there's been that, that hip injury, that big hip injury, um, but he dislocated the hip and fractured the back wall of his hip as well. So it was a, a big, big injury. Um, medical reports, as far as uh, that made it into the public domain, said that he'll be fine. Um, and the tape, in terms of the, the virtual workout that he did, obviously a proper workout, but just with people he knew rather than with team scouts and things, he did look good. His movement looked fine um and he's got a good arm on him as well so dolphin's obviously happy to take that risk rather than going for the safer but again probably less lower ceiling option of justin herbert yeah yeah i I, and i think both teams will be happy with who they've got i i think the chargers are are quite ecstatic. Um, they knew, they, you know, Rivers had moved on anyway. They knew they were kind of having a bit of a reset anyway. Um, and all the media was, they have their guy, um, which is what you do at this time. You don't, yeah. you don't ever turn around at the end of it. And go, oh, we rather would have had Burrow. You know, if they really wanted Burrow, they would have traded up from six to one and took him. Um, you know, well, well I'd, I'd, to be honest, I don't think the Bengals were listening to any offer. At all. Burrow up one. You don't think they would have, even guy. if it was crazy, like four first round picks. Yeah, but who's going to give that up? Yeah, I, I know. And theoretically, nobody. But <laughs> that was, it was, it would have had to have been an utterly crazy. insane offer for them to to not take Burrow. I Did think. You, talking about insane offers, this is going back a bit. Do you have you ever heard about the Ricky Williams trade when the Dolphins picked them? They went. They picked them first overall, running back Ricky Williams. Who's going back? I want to say maybe two thousand two ish. They gave away their entire draft hall to get him at pick one. <laughs> now I don't think that is ever going to happen. The way the way the league has evolved into now, that's that's a thing of the past. You're never going to get anything daft like that. But you, ha- imagine... you have to be so strong in every other area for you to pin all your hopes for one draft on one yeah, player. On one player, yeah. Yeah, and it just it just doesn't work out that way these days. So, yeah. but yeah, both teams are happy. Not so sure how happy Tua's family were when they did the uh, <laughs> when they did the pick and everyone standing <laughs> there on the couch is just like, 
yay. <laughs> nah, they're probably sitting there thinking, we're in Hawaii. That is as far away as we can get when we have to go and see them. <laughs> God damn it. Why couldn't they have gone to LA? That was the seven-hour flight, not the 14-hour flight. God. <laughs> At least it's still warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, two... I'm really excited to watch Tua, to be honest. Just the, mm. the novelty of a left-handed quarterback. It's not something you see very often, and I'm really excited to watch and see how he does. True. He was touted, uh, I know we said this last week, but he was touted uh, from two seasons ago in college as the presumptive number one pick before his injury yeah. anyway. Um, so massive high ceiling. Um, he's got a bit of the Lamar Jacksons about him in terms of this sort of nonsense-type scrambling play, is he not? Yeah, I think he's the... It's the Vogue quarterback, isn't it, at the moment? The, yeah. the Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, your Kyler Murray of last year, um, two of this year is your, he's your scrambler. It's, it's what the league likes to see at the moment. Uh, next two positions, seven and eight, um, we got them just the opposite way around. Right, two players, but in the wrong positions. Yeah, and I so the Panthers decided to pass on, in my opinion, the third best player in the draft, Isaiah Simmons, and went with Derek Brown, the defensive lineman. Um, but Brown himself is a top, top prospect, and it, the pick makes sense for the Panthers. But I, I think if I were them, I'd have gone for Simmons, and I'm absolutely delighted mm-hmm. that he fell to eight. And he was picked up by the Cardinals. Um, risk on this one, well, or the, I suppose the obvious question mark against it, is that he doesn't actually have a starting spot on that Cardinals roster at the moment. Um, but he can play everywhere. I think, as I said last time, he'd uh, got it slightly wrong, the stat I gave on our mock draft episode. I said he'd started in over 100 snaps in five positions. But he's actually he'd played in five positions, four of those over 100 snaps, two of them over 200 snaps. So he's played and you can just stick him anywhere and he'll do a job. Um, and I'm del- really excited to see how he is sort of integrated into that Cardinals defence and see the the effect he has, hopefully uh, make us a lot more effective. Yeah. Uh, next was uh, Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock pick nine they took cj henderson at cornerback which makes a lot of sense because they did traded away ramsey and it was obviously an area of need um we didn't have them going quite so high we thought they might have gone um defensive line um but nothing you can argue against yeah yeah no totally agree yeah and then 10 cleveland browns uh they went tackle which is what we had uh, predicted with jedrick wells so we got that one nailed as well um, so that was the top 10. Um, out of the rest of the first round, anything else you want to um, have a scan over? Yeah, I suppose the surprise pick uh, later on, not just that this team went this direction, they traded up to do it as well. Um, how was Aaron oh. Rodgers feeling at the end of the first round? Well... <laughs> 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 I, I, somebody, I, I've been, I was watching NFL Network uh, in the last hour before we started recording, and the guy, this guy, summer summarized it so well: is if Rogers is to leave Green Bay at 2023, this is the poster child 
for the worst attempt to build a team round the most one of the most gifted position players that the league has ever seen. Um, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. It wasn't exactly like that, but you get the picture. They have continually failed to give him uh, an excellent team around them. They've had snippets. They've they've got nearly there on several occasions. There's last year's off season. We we pretty much kind of gave them the off season champions tag with all the defensive moves they did, and that kind of worked. You know, they weren't too far away until they got blasted out by the the Forty Nineers. So they weren't, and, and then you just think they're going to have a reset this year. They'll they'll, they'll um, give Rogers a couple of tools, ready reset, go again. Nah, they picked his successor. <laughs> they yeah. up a quarterback. So they traded back. They traded up in the first to pick up Jordan Love. Um, <sighs> just, it's was... really interesting. So they're basically doing what the Packers did to Brett Favre when they picked Rogers. So Rogers, yeah, Rogers is the same age just now as Favre was when they picked Rogers, um, and he wasn't done at that point. He went on and was okay in other places as well. Um, is Love as good as Aaron Rogers even now? Who knows? I don't know. One of the the opinions I saw on this that I quite liked is that it's just a massive power move by Matt LaFleur. Mm, he, he's got his guy. It gives him total yep. control of the, the organisation. So if Rod just decides to have a bit of a hissy and step outside uh, you know, his bounds at any shape or form, LaFleur's just like on the yeah, bench. Yeah, you go. I've got a first round draft pick here that I'm putting yep. in and it's yep. now his franchise. <laughs> and I think that that's a lot of this is there has been a lot of talk over the last couple of years of how easy a player is Aaron Rodgers to manage him and McCarthy obviously had their issues a lot of the talk was was that McCarthy was that Rodgers we don't obviously we'll never really know um but if the floor is having issues with Rodgers as well and has decided that right no I just need to do something big to put him in his place then um, maybe it is Rodgers at the problem, despite the fact that he is arguably the most talented quarterback over the last 15 years or so. Um, there was one stat you shared with me which I really liked. It was the number of <laughs> touchdown passes first round oh. draft picks. Oh dear. So this is just for horrible. reference, Peyton Manning over his career threw 293 passes, 293 touchdown passes to first round draft picks. Uh, yep. And then the next most is actually his brother, Eli. He threw 135. Uh, then actually, really interesting, really interesting. Roger's predecessor, Brett Favre, he threw 127, pick, uh, 127 touchdown passes to first-round draft picks. Uh, Brady, 105. Breeze, 104. Dan Marino, 84. Uh, and a few others. Um, Aaron Rodgers has thrown <laughs> one touchdown pass to a first-round draft pick. That's disgusting. Just, um, just to clarify, you. this is this is just the top ten all-time pass touchdown leaders list. It's not it's not every quarterback that's ever played in the league. So there'll be there's plenty right, of other okay. quarterbacks that will have thrown yeah. more. But but still, you know, just it's 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 a good um, selection of high high caliber quarterbacks to be in, which is which you quite rightly should be. But <laughs> one, I just, one, it just shows you how little the Green Bay Packers have invested in offensive weapons around about Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
for them to have so huge criticism of that organization is that they have had two of the best quarterbacks for a period of near 30 years and they've come away with two Super Bowls. Not good enough. It's, uh, it's the, criminal. It absolutely Green Bay is. Packers, the with the quarterbacks quiet. they've had, should yeah. have Five. six, seven. This should six. be it. Should be the Green Bay Packers dynasty. Yep. Yeah. Not 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 the Patriots. We should be talking about Green Bay in the same way that a lot of people are talking about the Patriots right now. That's what it oh, should be. People huh? talk about Lombardi's Green Bay. Yeah, true. Yeah, going back. Yeah, the second generation, the second second time round where they take over yeah. the league. It's it's disgusting. Did you see? Uh, I put a video in uh, Pat McAfee show. Did you watch that clip at all? Uh, yeah. So they were. Oh. Who was it they had on? Uh, Mel Kiper Jr. He was a Green Bay fan. Yeah, and he <laughs> and walked out of the studio when that pick was <laughs> Expletives just walked straight out. <laughs> if for anyone who has not seen it, please get on YouTube. Go and have a look at the Pat McAfee show. Him and AJ Hawk, um, they were doing the draft live. And uh, when this pick came in, it is absolute gold just watching the chaos that ensues for about eight minutes. <laughs> because he eventually composes himself, comes back, and goes on a complete tirade <laughs> for four or five minutes about how much he basically, as much as a Packers super fan, he hates them with about every fibre in his body right now. <laughs> it is outstanding. This this is the one thing I miss not really having a team. <laughs> You've probably been through the mill over the last you know five years. The Cardinals have a bit of a bad run i don't think you've had anywhere near the level of chaos that's just happened though in green bay <laughs> no and i mean i'm i'm really high on where the cardinals are as an organization at the moment it's exciting times exciting what's times. that article you put in uh, cbs or bleacher bleacher report uh power rankings where were you yeah so they've that? got uh 12th exactly. and there was oh the touchdown wires another one i read a little bit they've got the cardinals ranked at 10th and then the nfl ones come out and they've got them ranked 24th <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a shame <laughs> although i've just seen literally just as i've um just as that's popped up just as we've been talking i've had a, a notification from my nfl app with cynthia freeland absolutely tearing into those draft rankings saying why on earth are the cardinals down at 24 <laughs> well that makes it happier then because on that you not not only not only did you absolutely steal uh simmons at eight you had a pretty good draft overall did you not yeah so you then look at didn't have a second round pick because we used it on a little known receiver you know deandre hopkins Mm, yeah he's all right take that for a second round yeah Uh, obvious third round was josh jones an offensive tackle who Fairly regularly was touted as a late first round pick. He's probably not a starting tackle in year one, but he has the potential to be the long-term starting right tackle. Um, We've already got DJ Humphreys signed up for the next three years on the left side. So good pick, really good pick there. Um, Next three players, couple of big defensive tackles and a linebacker. Uh, the most productive linebacker in college football last year, I think, in terms of the number of tackles, even Weaver. Um, and then Eno Benjamin uh, is the seventh round pick running back from Arizona State, I think. Maybe so hometown one. guy. Yeah, but a home, hometown pick. Um, he's a guy that can do it all from running back. He can run, he can catch, he can block. Um, 
from what I've read about him, he had a little bit of a issue with actual ball handling last year, but certainly a guy that can make an impact. Um, so, yeah, really good draft class um, and one of the best. Although I think, I think the team that have had the best draft and have probably had the best off season so far is the Baltimore Ravens. It's it's pretty disgusting actually <laughs> when you've got a team that's as good as they are at the minute. And uh, for example, Patrick Queen slid down to them at twenty eight, and they just yeah. sat there. I mean, he could have been gone. What mid teens? Realistically, yeah. I mean, or late teens. You know, there's certainly teams that could everywhere have picked him up I at. early 20s is where I expected them to go. So it's not a huge slide, but it's still a, a good quality linebacker has slid to them, uh, and they've not had to give anything away to to get him either. Um, they ended up with 10 picks, and they just they drafted just about every need that they had. They needed um, the boy Dobbins, the running back. Um, oh looks yep. pretty yeah, good dope. as well. <laughs> like they need any more running backs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were just, they were pretty much destroying records week on week about how many... They were they were outrushing what teams would normally pass in a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, phew, dear. Yeah, the rich get richer. Uh, you yeah. Just, uh, but it is this league. If you don't if you don't move forward, you're moving back. True. Um, and I look at the Chiefs, for example, although they've not had a bad off-season. I don't really see how they've moved forward in this off-season. They'll still be very good. But um, I think the the Ravens are certainly breathing down their neck um, and are probably way too early call, but they're probably my my call for it next year. Why not? Pin, pin your pin your team to the mast now. It, I mean, it's going to be a weird season anyway. So when yeah, we get it's right going there. to be. And there's and there's Bal- what Baltimore still four against months. Arizona in the Super Bowl. There's, there's, We're there's four... it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd, I'd happily see that. I, that's because it's just a bit different to what the norm has been for so long. Um, I, I mean, there's still four months for for Tyree Kill to go and get himself arrested again anyway and cause a massive <laughs> dent in the Chiefs. So you know. Oh, so final final thing then. So in one one other little bit I picked up on the draft, which I thought was quite interesting, was the amount of activity that the 49ers were doing during the draft. So not so much um you know pre-draft and whatnot. Actually, when the draft was happening over the three days, they were kind of jiggling around their roster as they were going. Yep. So they managed to finally get Trent Williams. Uh, I think the compensation was a uh, third no fifth round of this year and third next year. Is that right? Yep, it Trent was. Williams. Yes, I think the, I think the deal happened at the start of day three, didn't it? Um, so it was too late, or or was it in day two? I can't remember. Uh, we're back <laughs> after some joyous technical difficulties. That is basically the entire world is on the internet and uh, uh, and and dropping in and out so well let's wrap things up pretty quickly and <laughs> so 49ers had quite a, a few uh, trades during the draft um they got trent williams from the redskins joe staley then retired and um, they sent matt breeder uh, over to the dolphins and they sent marcus goodwin over to the eagles and this all happened during the draft yeah um so quite a lot of see, movement from them yeah they didn't use any of their original picks they traded away every single pick that they were None. originally assigned by their finishing position. They traded away every single one of them in various deals. Um, they didn't use any of their own picks. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I think it's oh the first time that it's that's happened. That's a stat. 
John Lynch breaking the mold. He's he's not your typical GM, that's for sure. <laughs> right. I think last time to wrap it up before this internet connection gives us any more issues whatsoever. But we're pretty much on time anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, Andrew, can you please take us out? Yeah, Steve, where can people find you? Ah, that thing on Twitter, at WisePranker and uh, Stephen Housewrath on all the other social medias, Facebook um, and Instagram. Uh, however, you'll get us more importantly at... You'll find me at Andrew DHD on Twitter. You'll find us at the American Football Cast on Facebook or... Se- or uh, oh, fuck. Oh, you've done what I do at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> You're editing that. <laughs> Go again. You'll find me at Andrew DHD. You'll find us at the AFCast on Twitter or search the American Football Cast on Facebook. As ever, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, like, review, share, and tell your friends, and we'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to another great podcast from the Fair City Podcast Network, a group dedicated to connecting and developing podcasts. Check out fcpod.net for more great podcasts and content.